0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast Thursday edition, Uh, we're continuing in our series on Advent. And this week is the candle of joy. Uh, but before we get into that, I just want to take a moment. We don't do this a whole lot. This may be even the first time that we've taken a moment to do this. But I just want to thank all of you right now that are listening to this podcast. Uh, we set out uh, a few months ago, almost four months ago now, to create a space digitally here in podcast format where we can make Jesus known. It's the vision of our church, it's our goal, and kind of everything that we do. We want to come back to this idea of making Jesus known. And last week, Week just in like a seven day stretch we had almost 200 listens to the podcast and as someone who just like felt this uh, prompting from the Lord to pursue this to um, take the time and energy and space to like dive into this being a ministry, uh, to see the response in that way uh, is just incredible. And I'm just so lucky and thankful to be a part of uh, however God is working in your life and the fact that you would take the time out of your day to uh, listen, to see if this podcast is something that's spiritually enriching to you, Um, if we've encouraged you, inspired you, uh, created a space for you to meet Jesus in any kind of way. Uh, That's just amazing to me, that's incredible. And I'm so thankful for you all to to take that time and to do that. And uh, also it shows, uh, you know, we don't really do a ton of advertisement. We don't have sponsors, nothing like that. Um, It's really all just what goes out on our social media page reminding you that an episode has come out and then uh, word of mouth from you. And so either there are people that are getting something out of this and they're sharing it with their friends and families and things to be able to uh, grow just our, our listener base or uh, many of you are falling asleep with our podcast on and it's just playing extra episode after extra episode. And in some way, we're getting those listens. But, but I'm hoping, I'm hopeful, I'm choosing to believe that um, well, hopefully we're uh, spiritually enriching to you, that we are engaging with you in a way and that you are receiving something positively from this podcast. And so I just want to say, just take a moment here to say thank you for listening and thank you for sharing. Um, and I pray that this is truly impacting you and Away and making Jesus known in your life. Um, So, with that being said, let's jump into our topic. Again, we're in week three of Advent, and Advent this entire season we want to anticipate the arrival of Jesus. That's the entire purpose of it. And so, week one we talked about uh, peace and and the fact that Jesus brings peace, the opportunity for peace in Jesus. Uh, Last week we talked about oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Week one was hope. Week one is hope. Look at this uh, foggy brain. Uh, Week one is hope. We talked about the hope in Jesus, the coming of Jesus, this purple candle that's royalty and it's this king who is to come. And And then week two we talked about peace and I shared some things last week about uh, kind of some things that are going on with me personally, some things that are trying to rob my peace. Um, a quick update. So I mentioned on that podcast that I had tested positive for the coronavirus. I, I'm still doing well. Uh, symptoms have been uh, fairly low. I'm getting towards the end of my isolation period. Thankfully, praise the Lord that um, that's been kind of uh, as smooth of a process as it can be. Um, and so thank you so much for all of you that have reached out as well and offered help and uh, all of those things. We're just so thankful for the community that we have through Mission City and uh, so thankful that, uh, you know, li- life really wasn't a uh, crazy altered. For us, that we were able to stay healthy um, so far, there have been no lasting impacts and things like that. So really, uh, we're just really, really fortunate. we were really blessed to to get through it the way that we did. And thank you all that that reached out. Um, but but that was robbing my peace last week. It was robbing my peace in a sense. And and I it was so. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say ironic because I think these things are more. Sp- Ordained by God than anything, but but it was so uh, maybe uh, purposeful that that week was the peace week, and then I could talk about uh, just how we can still find peace in the midst of times when we feel uh, unrest and we feel a lack of peace. And so this week, we, we're going to talk about joy. And again, this is another one that um, is so easy in this season for for so many of us. We 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 watch these Hallmark movies or these Netflix specials that are supposed to bring about this kind of warm, fuzzy feeling inside of us and for a time that they do and and sometimes you know I hope for you and your circumstance at home, that they do—it's such a gift to be able to experience that during this season. There's this kind of just a, a sentimental awe. Um, there's a, just a special season for many of us when it comes to Christmas time. But I also know that for some of us, it, it's not—it's—it's it's the complete opposite. We're heading into one of the most depressing seasons for many people as well. And so, uh, as we talk about joy and the idea of joy, uh, that can be a very difficult topic as well. And so we. Have have, on one hand i uh, want to encourage you that if you are experiencing some kind of the warm fuzzies during this season to hold on to that you know don't let anyone take that away from you be a child again <laughs> like live lean into that it's a it's a beautiful thing but also if you're on the other end of it and saying like this is a uh, this is a horrible season for me or this is something that i really struggle with this is a stressful time this is a dark season for me just want you to know that that we're with you that jesus is with you and that that's kind of the whole purpose of some of this Advent conversation is that we can find peace and hope and joy and love in the midst of a time that is very can be dark and challenging because of the arrival of Jesus. And we want to continue to remind you of that. Continue to bring that to the forefront of your mind. Continue to build anticipation for you as we head into uh, December 25th, and we're going to celebrate the birth of our King and Savior, Jesus Christ, as a baby here on Earth. Um, just the idea, in a sense, even that's hitting me right now that that God of the universe would come in human form, and not just come as like you know this big, strong, powerful individual, but that would come in the lowliest, most vulnerable state that a human can be in as a newborn infant um, completely reliant on mother and father and caretaker to continue life Um, and it almost just reveals this other nature of God and who he is and his character that he would come in that way and so as we talk about joy um you know this uh, this candle actually if you're uh, more of a traditional Advent uh, person you'll you'll know that this candle is pink the candles leading up to this and next week's candle are all purple and I try to do some research on why that might be why is this candle pink uh, is there significance to that there's some different stories some different options um, there's not a great one there's some that say like just Pink is a liturgical color for joy. Um, it lines up with the fourth week of Lent, which is also a pink, uh, has some pink to it. And then there's also, I found this story uh, that could be true, could be not, about a, a priest a uh, long time ago passing out roses on uh, the third week of Advent. So uh, just kind of a, some, some nuance and some little things here and there, but nothing that really stands out a ton. Uh, but it is a pink candle and it is uh, for joy. It's also titled The Shepherd's Candle. And as I thought about just what to bring out of this conversation, um, the first thing that hit me was this idea of comparing and contrasting joy and happiness. I think that's a very common thing in uh, many Christian or evangelical circles to talk about the difference of joy and happiness. Even in some secular circles, you'll hear uh, there's speeches about joy versus happiness or how to find joy. It's It's a very like, kind of cliche almost uh, way to look at the difference of the two or to to try to dig a little deeper into the human existence and maybe what is best for us and try to find the essence of life in a sense is to compare and contrast joy and happiness. And so I was kind of just not really settled on that. I do want to touch on it just for a moment in case you're, you know, you listen to different things, read different things than I do. If you're completely, uh, you know, in the dark or not sure what I mean when I say this joy versus happiness, I'll I'll touch on it a little bit, but I don't want to focus too much on that because I do think it gets talked about a ton. Um, And we're going to look at a little bit, maybe a different perspective on joy, a different perspective on that conversation. But I do want to touch on it. So uh, happiness, this is kind of the the general thought is that happiness is thought of as like momentary or circumstantial. Think of just waking up on the right side of the bed. It's a sunny day outside, brings a smile to your face, you receive a gift, Uh, you find out good news, your team wins the game, like these things that are dependent on certain outcomes or dependent on certain circumstances that bring us momentary uh, smiles and good feelings—that's that's happiness. But but joy is thought of to be more eternal and not based on circumstances. Think of the idea that you can, um, if you're if you're a believer, that you can look forward to Jesus's arrival and the fact that he died for our sins. That's more of a joyful thing that cannot be taken from you. Is not based on any circumstance that could change. It's just a truth that we hold on to. Think about uh, the day of Jesus' return and spending eternity with God. Uh, there's no present trouble, like whatever you're dealing with in this moment, there's no present trouble that outdoes the glory of God or that can outshine the the, the peace that he can offer to you, things like that. Those, those kind of thoughts are joy-provoking. Um, those aren't necessarily joy in and of themselves, but they can provoke us to joy or bring us to a place that's a different kind of feeling or sensation than just happiness that's, that's here and gone or that's dependent on a certain circumstance. And, and I think the, the thing that I want to talk about most, though, is that we have, in my experience, and, and I'm going to try to use my own, just kind of use myself as an example to, to not assume anything of any of you that are listening, but I find that, that joy can be so hard to hold on to. Uh, As weird as that may sound, as backwards as that may sound, considering happiness is circumstantial and, you know, here today, gone tomorrow, it's fleeting. uh, It's meant to kind of the definition is meant to kind of paint it in a picture of uh, something that's difficult to hold on to. And it certainly is. But I think we and just our society and our culture, we are so like surrounded by things that are designed to make us happy. you Think of like the advertising, commercial industry that's constantly telling you what you need to make you happy. That's what every advertisement you see is like meant to uh, remind you that you need this uh, to make you happy or to complete you in some way or whatever it may be. But I find that all of these things tend to actually take away from our joy. Now I want to be really clear here and say that I don't think that happiness is bad. I don't think it's wrong. I've heard even some degree of like you know kill the happiness to find the joy and I I, I I fundamentally kind of disagree with that. I think we should be we should embrace happiness. Um, it, it's not like you should you have to be unhappy to be a believer. <laughs> um, I think that's a that's a that's a wrongful stance. That's kind of an overreaction to the idea that you know we should only be chasing pleasure or happiness or whatever. Uh, I don't agree with that. But I also don't agree that we should be trying to crush every happy uh, thing in our lives as believers because we have to suffer for some reason. Um, yes. Scripture talks about finding joy in suffering. Yes, Jesus absolutely is available to offer joy and peace and patience in times of calamity. Absolutely. But he doesn't ever say you can't be happy to be a believer or that you should feel wrong about your happiness as a believer. Now, I'm going to kind of draw a line here um, in a minute and talk about maybe where that might go too far, but I just want to make sure that we're on the same page here, that I'm not saying that you shouldn't ever be happy, that you should crush the happiness in your life. I think that's, that's too far. But joy, joy is something that's better, and we get distracted from it because, of this pursuit of happiness at times. And so my first question or my first kind of point is that I want to ask you the question as we consider joy, as we consider the arrival of Jesus and what he came to bring, which was partly joy, are you allowing happiness to rob you of joy or your pursuit of happiness to rob you of joy? Now, like I said before, we have all of these things that are just trying to give us happiness we're surrounded by toys and games and books and television and movies and pictures and videos and music and podcasts the list is endless and, and i know because you know when you're spending like all day every day at home <laughs> you tend to dabble in quite a few of these and so i am acutely aware in this season of my life and this last week of how much truly is out there for us to consume and be distracted by or to entertain us but yet, there are things that want to offer us something better. There's a better thing. There's joy that is available to us. Now, that doesn't mean that, again, that we rob ourselves of all happiness, but, but I just want to offer the question of are you allowing happiness or the pursuit of it to rob you of joy? We can tend to become desensitized um, in our pursuit of happiness towards joy. Here's an example, um, and this is one that I'm familiar with myself, is that we may spend, uh, you know, we're hooked on that show and I need to watch one more episode. I know it's late at night and I know that this is probably going to cause me to sleep in tomorrow, be groggy or not get that quiet time in the morning because I need to get one more episode of my favorite show in. Now, I say that, I bring that specific example up because that's something that's true for me. Um, maybe for you, it's like trying the the pursuit of filling every moment of your day with some kind of noise. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but like like headphones or po- uh, AirPods to me was such a crazy, amazing invention that just kind of filled my day with noise. For some reason, I'm addicted to the noise. I I want music and podcasts and information constantly coming into my ears. And it's kind of robbed me of silent, quiet moments to just sit and be with God. Things that actually bring me joy because of my pursuit of happiness. We have constant attention to our phones and things that are happening around the world instead of the soul of the human being right in front of us in conversation. C.S. Lewis has this quote um, that you've probably heard before. It says something like this, We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he can't imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Now I think there's a part of this, as I've kind of alluded to, that C.S. might or Miss Lewis might <laughs> what a, C.S. Lewis, what do we call him him? Um, but I think that there's a, a sense that he may have gone too far, and just I, I want to just say this briefly, like, a child who has a mud pie is blissfully ignorant to the the vacation at the sea and i understand his point his point is not to say that the child is wrong for playing with the mud pie his point is to say that there's something better and i've already made that case myself that joy is better than happiness but there's also something to be said that the child is very content and happy with his mud pie and in his and his imagination and the, the possibilities of what that mud is is endless and so uh, my point in in bringing that up is again to say that happiness is not wrong I just wonder if we've gone so far in our pursuit of it that we've lost sight of joy. Now, not that any of us should be pitied living in the United States, you know, we have so much around us. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but if you've never had to worry about where your next meal is coming from, about running water or about turning a light on, you're one of the wealthiest people in the world by the world standard. And so not that we should be pitied that, that we have access to all of these things. Um, you've probably, if you're listening to this, have access to all of those things and an and abundance of those. And so like, there's not like I'm not saying that we, you know, grew up in this uh, in this state to be to be pitied or for or to think that we, you know, oh, woe is us for having all of these things to make us happy. But again, it's about the idea that have we turned our eye away from joy for the things that make us happy. And wh- why does all this matter? Because again, happiness isn't wrong. In fact, Ecclesiastes, the author, would tell you that this is your lot in life. If you've just been blessed with these things to make you happy, to to live it up, to lean into them. It's it's okay, it's it's fine, it's pursuit. Like God has gifted you. These are these are gifts of grace that He's given to you to enjoy. And so what do we do with happiness and joy? How do we pursue joy without turning a bat our back on happiness. I think I think it's interesting that in our culture today we have this kind of idea or this this maybe hashtag of choose joy that that joy is something almost it seems that we should be um, fighting for or striving for. Uh, again, uh, you know, I even in, in my tone you may even be picking up, you know, uh, uh, that it's something to be worked for that it's better than happiness. So I must achieve it. In fact, we live in this achievement-based culture where or like even if I was to tell you something. I think we have this, this problem with things that are just to be given to us or things that we can't work towards because we want to believe that we've earned it somehow or that we've achieved it somehow. And yet joy is actually listed in Galatians 5 to be a fruit of the Spirit. It's something that the Spirit awakens inside of you. It's something that is given to you as a gift. It's something actually that's produced out of your life because of what the Spirit of God is doing inside of you. And so, like, even to say that you're working to joy or choosing joy, there's a little bit of like, okay, I, I see that, and I'm not gonna totally disagree with it, but I think also it's something that's been given to you. And we wanna work for it, we wanna achieve it, but yet it's this thing that's available to us because of the spirit of the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. And this is where this conversation for Advent really meets the head. Like its crux, its head. It's, this is the climax of what I'm trying to share with you this morning. <laughs> we know it's been a real roundabout way of getting there. But this is the point. Because joy is better than happiness, and because joy is a gift of the Holy Spirit and a product of what the Holy Spirit has done inside of us, This is why it's so important to think of and to consider during Advent because those things, the Holy Spirit bringing that alive inside of us is only possible because of the arrival of Jesus. Because of the arrival, his life on earth, his death for our sins, his perfect life, and his burial and resurrection that sets us free from sin and allows us to be enlivened by the Holy Spirit. That's where we find joy. And it's better than just happiness. And and, and I'm there's like, So there's two parts of this. One, please take a moment this week, if not right now, to thank God for his coming to earth so that you might experience something as amazing as joy. Because it was the arrival of Jesus, his life, his death, that brought you the Holy Spirit, which gave you the opportunity to experience joy. But also, if joy has been just, uh, just been distracted out of your life and been cheapened and and we've begun to pursue happiness and all things at, at the cost of our joy i just want to encourage you to come back to joy joy that's better than happiness joy that is not circumstantial joy that is eternal joy that is available to you because of the work of the holy spirit inside of you it's not something you work for. It's not something you earn or you achieve, but it's something that you can believe in. Joy is a product of our opportunity to believe that Jesus is bigger than the circumstances around us. It's a, it's a product of the opportunity to say that regardless of what's happening in my life, I have a, a Savior, I have a God who was willing to come and, and experience the worst kind of torture and pain that humanity has ever created to offer me joy. And I can lean into that, whether that mean that there's joy in my present circumstances or that there will be a better circumstance ahead of me in eternity with my Heavenly Father. I can have joy. And it's because of the arrival of Jesus. And we're going to celebrate that fully here in a couple weeks. But as for now, I will build my anticipation for that moment by thanking Jesus that he arrived and gave me the opportunity for joy. We love you all. I hope that this has been impactful for you. I hope that this has grown your anticipation, your love, your thankfulness, your gratitude towards Jesus, towards God, our Heavenly Father, and the opportunity for the Spirit to bring you joy. And I am praying for you this week that the Spirit would give you joy. We love you all. Hope you have a great week. Hope you have another great week of Advent. And we will see you back here next Thursday